Welcome to On the Journey Conversations, sponsored by the Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. I sat down with my friend Kelly King. Kelly is the Women's Ministry Specialist for Lifeway Christian Resources. I asked Kelly if we could spend some time talking about gratitude. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be talking with you today. Well, Sandy, you're a friend. And so this is like a pleasure. Like I, there are some podcasts I'm like, well, I'll do this, you know, but you're like, yes, absolutely. Because we love you. And you even fed me. I oh, fed my you. goodness. Yes. Well, I love your house. This is beautiful. You. Oh, thank you. We love being in Nashville. It's a great place to be. Fun city. People like to come to Nashville. People do like to yes. come to Nashville. Yes. Thousands at a time. <laughs> exactly. What's your favorite restaurant in Nashville? Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I think probably one of the things that people love about coming to Nashville is the hot chicken. So we have a couple places that we like to take people for hot chicken. So As in spicy? Oh, yes. Hattie B's. And then there's another place called Party Fowl. And both of those, our families all want to go have hot chicken. And so that tends to be kind of the, a standard place that we, we take people. Well, anytime I come, I get barbecue. Where do you like to get barbecue? Because there's, there's a lot of good barbecue. There's Martin's and Jim and Nick's. Martin's is usually where mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. Yep. We have a Jim and Nick's in Birmingham, but we don't have a Martin's. Right. But the, those cheddar biscuits. Mm, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty good. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. Today, I wanted to talk about gratitude. There's a lot of research that talks about the benefits of gratitude, that it reduces stress, that it improves your physical health, that it helps you find more meaning in your work, that it helps you become resilient. And if there's anything we need today, it is to be resilient. Yeah. You know, when you think about even in a counseling world, A lot of times someone who's maybe struggling with anxiety or depression, one of the exercises that they'll even have people do is keep a gratitude journal because it just really refocuses your thoughts. And I think it does help you remember good things. And even when you look at Philippians and you see what the Apostle Paul was like, hey, be anxious for nothing. But in everything with prayer and what? And thanksgiving. Yeah. Make and, your request. And here's yeah. someone who had reason to be anxious. Absolutely. He's writing this from a jail. Yes. And I've been inside that prison. Oh. There was nothing to be thankful for yeah. in that hole in the ground that was his home, that was his prison. And mm-hmm. from that place, he says, be thankful in all things. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about be thankful in all things or in everything, give thanks. It's not always easy. So it's got to be part of our practice, don't you think? Like, I mean, don't you think it's like it's a daily, like, I'm going to die to myself and I'm going to focus on Christ, but I'm going to focus on what he's done. We think about adoration of who he is, but then just even just the little things. That's so nice to say, but so hard to do when you um, go to the coffee pot and you spill your coffee down the front of your clothes Mm -hmm. as the first thing in the morning and it just sort of sets you off or you get stuck in traffic it's it's so easy to go to dark places quickly Mm -hmm. yeah it is you know i remember 
listening to do you, do you remember calvin miller yes yes oh i goodness. loved him love calvin miller he was such a great pastor and did so much writing and everything and i still remember you know how there's certain things that or maybe certain sermons that you've heard he preached a chapel at oklahoma baptist university this has been several years ago and i still remember it because the whole thing was centered on he said it's tyg thank you god TYG. And he just over and over again was like, every day do we wake up and we go, well, TYG. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And he was like, that pervasive, just saying that over and over again will adjust whatever the bad things that come your way when you go, thank you, God. And he talked about his own life and his own thankfulness. And it was, it's a marker for me to think about. He had a guy who helped fund his education in college that he didn't know for years who it was. He just knew someone took care of the tuition. It was a janitor from his high school. Oh my. That just saw potential in him and said, I'm going to pay for this kid's college. What an incredible story. And what a great reason to be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he goes, those are the things that you just, the things that you don't even know that God is doing. With the work that God is doing mm-hmm. ahead of us and stuff sometimes, if we have that attitude, the attitude of gratitude, wow. Well, it is all about attitude. It is. How you position your mind, your heart, your emotions. Mm-hmm. You can determine your own attitude. And if you do focus yourself on the Father, it does make a difference. Yeah. when. Things happen because things are going to happen. Yeah, life's not all going to be roses. You know, it's not all going to happen in the best circumstances. You know, we talked about Paul. If we can adjust our minds to go, "Mm, where do I see the gratitude in this? And to be intentional about looking for it. Sandy, you do that really well, though. That is the thing, being intentional to look for, because you can see good in whatever you want to see good in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I told you just a little while ago, we were talking about our families, and I'm like, I live a long way from our kids and my Mm -hmm. parents, and I could kind of go down, and I could say, man, life is terrible. And then I look outside, and I see deer at my deer feeder, or the lake. Or the leaves changing. And I think, what am I even, like, why would I even be whiny about that? Yes. If you are following the Lord and you feel like I'm in his will, I'm doing the thing he's asking me to do, he's directing my path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 has been life verses for me to just trust in the Lord and lean on him and he'll make your path straight. And so when you do that, can't do anything but be thankful when you when it gets down to it. Now, do I complain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be, you know, there's going to be days that you feel like, oh, man, this is not easy. But in the end, man. How does gratitude help us grow in Christ? I'm actually taking a course on spiritual formation right now. And we've had a lot of conversations about what is spiritual formation and defining it. and What are the elements of it? And basically, you know, to grow in Christ is really that Luke 9.23 of 
You know, I'm going to deny myself, take Mm -hmm. up my cross and follow him. And as I do that, and the Holy Spirit who indwells in me, he gives me the power. I, I cannot do it on my own power. So I will grow in Christ and grow in gratitude when I kind of set my own selfish desires aside and I focus on him and what he has. And there's a reason that passage says, take up your cross daily. Daily. It's a decision you have to make every morning to die to self. And again, I go back to Paul because you look at the New Testament and how much of it he wrote. Think about every letter that he wrote, except for Galatians. Galatians was the, the letter he wrote that he was a little, he chastised them a little bit pretty early on. But for the most part, he started his letters with, I thank God, my every remembrance of you. Those were not always easy cities that he started churches in. No, he got uh, stoned. Yeah, and stoned. <laughs> One or two of them. <laughs> exactly. But then he goes back to that church and he goes, I thank my God every time I remember you. And it goes back to the people and the, and the growth that he sees because he sees God at work in them, yeah. not themselves. And wow. Well, he depended on Christ every day. He really did die to self every day because mm-hmm. from that same prison, he wrote talking about his trials. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. He really lived what he was talking about. I know, Sandy, you work with a lot of missionaries, and you probably hear a lot of stories of just difficult circumstances, and especially in the last two years with the pandemic. Some personal friends who just returned back to Cambodia, and it's not easy. Like, it's not been easy to serve the Lord there, but that calling. I, I remember Rebecca Naylor one time having a conversation with her. And I was just like, how did you do it? How did you serve in India all those years on the times that you thought that you were going to be sent back, that you weren't going to get your visas, all those things. And people, I mean, women across the United States were praying for her. And she just went, I just, I just went back to my calling. Yeah. She said, and when I, when I got discouraged, that's where I had to go back to. And then when you do that, you can't help but be grateful because, wow, that the Lord chose us to do the things that he allows us to do. I know, Sandy, you and I probably, we feel really privileged to get to do the work that we get to do. I mean, there are days that I just think, wow, God, you allow me to do this? Why would I ever complain about this? yet, if we could turn off the microphone for a second, we would have to admit we do. We do. Over insignificant, silly stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, how does gratitude affect our Christian witness, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, like, who wants to be around somebody who's always negative? And so that testimony of gratitude, it's, it's kind of like splashing living water, right? You know, like Esther Burroughs wrote that book, Splash the Living Water. And, and it, when you just kind of are filled up with that, it, it overflows. And yeah. so... That is our testimony to the world. So if we're not doing that, and if we just look like we are sour and bitter and complaining people that never are happy, who wants part of that? Who wants that life? I have a friend, and I remember his brother had cancer, pretty life-altering, significant cancer. And he was asked to write something on the wall at the hospital where he was getting Mm -hmm. treatment. 
And what he wrote, I'll never forget what my friend told me his brother wrote. Either way, I win. What a great You know, if I live, I win. If I die, I win. Either way, I win. To me, that that sort of epitomizes gratitude. I hope that if I'm ever in that situation, that I would feel that way. I agree. Me too. Well, one time I was in Bulgaria, and two of my most powerful images around gratitude happened in Bulgaria. One was on the plane ride back. We flew all night. We got to O'Hare, me and the person that was with me, my state WMU president from Illinois, and we were in Chicago, and we had to drive four hours. I was going to drive and drop her off. And I always feel like if I can roll down a window, I can drink a Coke, I'll be fine. But we were so tired when we got to O'Hare. I'm not even sure I could have found my vehicle. But waiting for us at the luggage was my husband and my toddler daughter and her husband. And I just kept remembering being so confused, thinking, we're four hours away from home. What, What are you doing here? And they said, we thought you would be tired. We decided to drive up and get you. And it was such an incredible gift. And I had overwhelming gratitude. And I remember we got about five miles from the airport and I couldn't hold my eyes open. I just remember that overwhelming gratitude I felt because of something that somebody did for me. But the other image was what we experienced in Bulgaria. Now they have a Thanksgiving. It's not at the same time of year that we do. But at the church we were at, on Thanksgiving Day, the congregation baked and cooked things all day. And then they brought the things on Sunday night and laid them on the altar. Then people in poverty after the Sunday night church service were invited to come take things off of the altar. I just always have that image in my mind. That gratitude is more than an emotion. It's more than a thought. When you live a grateful life, it is reflected in your actions. That reminds me too, Sandy. For years, the church that we attended in Oklahoma, from the time that we got married until we even moved here to Nashville, every Thanksgiving morning, we had a group of people who would cook meals all night long. And then we as church members would go. We had different people that had signed up for meals. And so from the time our kids were born, I mean, literally taking them in a bouncer, you know, or in their little car seat, we delivered meals to families on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. morning. My kids will probably never forget that Mm -hmm. because they saw things in other homes that they, that just reminded them of what they did have. And, and Thanksgiving became a little more practical for them. And now that we're not there, we're not there to, to do the meals anymore. And I think they've changed the strategy even a little bit on that. But that was, that was life-changing for me, even as a newlywed, that together we were going to spend Thanksgiving morning. Before we went to do our own family Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we were going to share, and we were going to pray with some strangers. And makes Thanksgiving less and less about stuffing ourselves and more and more about being the body of Christ. Yes. I think my parents were probably really worried because 
sometimes it wasn't always the greatest of neighborhoods that we were taking our kids to. You know, it might be a, a kind of a dangerous part of town. Yeah. And I'm sure my mom was probably like, why in the world are you taking your kids? But you know what? I mean, like they saw things that they would not, and their eyes were open. And I think that they really did have a better a better meaning of what it meant to be. We used to also play this game, Sandy. I don't know if you did this with Hannah, but we used to play this game called Gimme Ten. And it kind of came from the Tin Men who were healed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And only one came back to thank Jesus. We had a little song that we sang with it and stuff. When they would not be grateful, I would say, okay, give me 10. And they knew that when I said, give me 10, like if they were complaining about something, they had to come up with 10 things right then that they were grateful for. I and they had to count that. it out. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that kind of goes into my next question. Yeah. How do you develop a heart of gratitude? That's yeah. a great exercise. What you talked about before, journaling, gratefulness, setting your heart on Christ every morning Mm -hmm. and what he's done for you. Any other ways that you can think of that you help nurture a heart of gratitude in yourself or in others? Yeah, like I said with the Thanksgiving meals, I think serving. When we decide that we're not the most important people in the world. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That there's other people out there that probably we can serve in different ways. Even this past week, we're probably not going back to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving this year just because my daughter's expecting in in December. So we're planning, we're trying to keep our time for that. And so we were mentioning it to a couple in our church and they were just like, come spend Thanksgiving with us. And no one's ever done that for me either, Sandy. I've never had to be the one on the receiving end. Yes. And sometimes that's hard, isn't it? Yes. It's like, do we do that? Do, do we? Do we go over to someone else's house for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we do. I think you should. And maybe we'll see a new side of Thanksgiving that we haven't had. Well, wonderful. How can gratitude help in these challenging times? These are difficult days. I think it does take our mind off of what seems so hard. And life is hard. It's not been easy. And I do think that there's a lot of grief that people have not processed. Mm -hmm. I think even in the next year, people are going to start really experiencing some grief that we've kind of held in the loss and and even just the actual loss of somebody's not sitting at the table this year at Thanksgiving. I think you're right. And that's going to hit hard. We do need to be sensitive, I think, to the needs of others. You know, listen and just have a, have a prayerful heart and be sensitive to others. I think that'll help us all be a little more grateful and really pray in like our prayer lives. Are we really intentional about being thankful as we pray and as we pray for others too? I think gratitude helps us be better leaders. You're in a leadership role. I'm in a leadership role. And I think the people that we lead, when they see us with hearts of gratitude, I really do think it makes us better leaders. Yeah. And to be grateful for them. Yes. And their work. To recognize it. To point it out. To call it and say, wow, thank you. I saw what you did. You weren't expecting recognition. It meant a lot to me that you took the initiative to do that. 
Can you think of a time in your life when somebody did that for you? Oh, even just this week. We're getting ready for a huge event. And my event coordinator, I had a list of questions the other day. We were on a Zoom call. And I was like, okay, here's, here's what I don't know. Has this been done? And she had just taken care of some things. She had done a few emails that I had, I had been busy. I had been out of town. And she just did it. And I mean, I really was a little overwhelmed. I was just like, Catherine. I, I just could not thank her enough. I was just like, thank you. Like, you just went above and beyond what you've been asked to do. And I want you to know that I see it, and I see you doing that. And, and she didn't do that for me to go, hey, pat, you know, pat on the back, good job. She just did it because she knew the job needed to get done. Well, you might be staying in Tennessee. You might be going to a friend's house since you've been offered. What's some of your favorite... Thanksgiving memories. What's, what's the one go-to food you got to have on Thanksgiving Day? While you're thinking about it, I'll tell you in my house, yes. it has to be my mother's recipe of turnip soup. It doesn't matter what else, what, what else we have, but we're going to have turnip soup. I know, isn't that sound crazy? It doesn't sound like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why? Why, Sandy? Why Thanksgiving and Christmas. Is oh. that just a tradition in your family? Yes, yes. It is a tradition. We have to have grandma's turnip soup. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For me, it's all about the pie. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite? I am a huge pumpkin pie. Like, I love pumpkin pie, but pecan pie, I'll eat any kind of pie. But, you know, Thanksgiving is all about the pie. Probably the best tradition that we had, that we did it several years. My parents just moved about a year ago. We had about an acre at their house in a big front yard. And so we would have Thanksgiving lunch. It was always at lunch. It was always, you know, a, kind of a big lunch. And then we had flag football. And so all the cousins, everyone goes out and we have flag football. We even have green and yellow t-shirts for the different teams. And it, we all have to take aspirin afterwards because we all, you know, as we get old and stuff. That's been such a fun part of Thanksgiving for our family. Pie and football. Pie and football. Yeah. That's a pretty good combination. It is. Yeah. And then after you play football, then you kind of crash and, and, you have, and then you're in a coma. Well, oh. it, it was so great living up north. I'm from Illinois. You don't even put away the food. You just set it outside because it's well, cold enough cold outside. Enough. I yeah. About that. yeah. 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 And, and then you, you just bring it back it. in the house and yeah. Yeah. put it all out again. And that's kind of the fun part too, isn't it? Like, yeah. like once it's all cooked, it's kind of done. Yes. So then like evening time, it's always like, let's just pull out the turkey, pull yes. out the ham, whatever's in there. And everybody just kind of makes whatever. Yep. And we just eat on, just Absolutely. keep eating on it. Well, wherever your Thanksgiving lands you, I hope you have a wonderful day. You too, Sandy. Well, I love and appreciate what you do. I have for years and Want good things for you and for your ministry. Thank you. Well, I love WMU. And I'll tell you what, like my mom is 80 years old and she still goes and she picks up women every week for their women on mission meeting. And it just warms my heart every, every week when I hear about what they've done. Well, I love it. I love it. All right, let's go get us some more food. Let's do it. Thanks for feeding me. Yeah. All right. And thank you for being on the podcast. Such a pleasure. I am so glad you took the time to join the conversation with my friend Kelly King. I hope it will cause you to be more intentional about cultivating a heart of gratitude.
One author put these two words together, and I liked it. Unrestrained gratitude. Do you know someone who embodies unrestrained gratitude? It should be all of us. May you have a blessed Thanksgiving celebration with those you love. We'll see you next time.